0: Hello friends and brethren in this God's Word for today devotional. Welcome and good morning. We will start a new series of devotional in the book of Easter this morning in the Old Testament. And let me read to you the first nine verses of the first chapter. Easter chapter 1 verses 1 to 9. Now in the days of Ahasuerus, the Ahasuerus who reigned from India to Ethiopia over 127 provinces. In those days when King Ahasuerus sat on his royal throne in Susa, the citadel, in the third year of his reign, he gave a feast for all his officials and servants. The army of Persia and Media, and the nobles and governors of the provinces were before him, while he showed the riches of his royal glory and the splendor and pomp of his greatness for many days, 180 days. And when these days were completed, The king gave for all the people present in Sosa the Citadel, both great and small, a feast lasting for seven days in the court of the garden of the king's palace. There were white cotton curtains and violet hangings fastened with cords of fine linen and purples of silver rods and marble pillars and also couches of gold and silver on mosaic pavement of porphyry marble, mother of pearl, and precious stones. Drinks were served in golden vessels, vessels of different kinds, and the royal wine was lavished according to the bounty of the king, and drinking was according to this edict. There is no compulsion, for the king had given orders to all the staff of his palace to do as his men desired. Queen Basté also gave a feast for the women in the palace that belonged to king Ahasuerus, this book started with a show-off of the king's glory, majesty, even having these feastings and revelry. It was a show-off. It was a show-off of how powerful this king, this pagan king, was a show-off of material riches and power. According to God questions, that words. In the Hebrew text, the king's name is Ahasuerus, preserved in our King James Version and English Standard Version. But nothing is mentioned of a king named Ahasuerus from secular sources. And the names of all the Persian kings from this time period are known. Most commentators equate Easter's king with Xerxes I, who reigned from 485 to 465 BC. He was a son of Darius I, the fourth emperor of the Archimeneid Empire, thus the translation in some modern versions. There is some evidence to show that the Hebrew name Ahasuerus can be easily derived from the Persian name. The Greek translation of the Old Testament, popularly known as the Septuagint, uses the name Artaxerxes, which further complicates the issue, for there were two Persian rulers by that name, Arta searches in 465 to 424 BC, Arta searches I, and Arta searches II from 404 to 359 BC. Undoubtedly, there are many skeptics who simply view Easter as a fiction. However, those who accept the historicity of the Book of Easter, searches I is the most likely fit. That will fit the description about King Ahasuerus. What we know of the character of Circe one fits with what we see in the Book of Easter. Circeus had a summer palace in Sosa. He was known for his drinking, lavish banquets, harsh temper, and sexual appetite. So we're introduced by this king, King Ahasuerus, or King Circeus here, that in the Zenith or in the peak of his reign as the, the king of the Middle Persian Empire. He reigned from India to Ethiopia in over 127 provinces, which is a very large geographical area. Now in his third year of reign, he called and gave a feast for all his officials and servants for 180 days. Or there was a celebration 180 days and it was culminated by a seven day celebration at his palace at Susa, the capital city yeah, at middle of this Middle Persian Empire. So this was really this feasting revelry and the description is that Paul oh no um King King Paul uh, uh, that displayed himself, the, his power. The, how how uh, glorious he was! He showed the riches of his royal glory and the splendor and the pompous greatness for many days, one hundred eighty days. It was really an act of pride and arrogance to really display all these things. As a note, extravagant feastings and revelations were always a show-off, especially for kings and those who are in power, that they are really somebody in this world. So he asked this question, what could really we expect from a pagan empire with a pagan king? What could we expect from somebody who has power and money but to show off, these material things aren't evil by themselves, are they? Not? Are they? What we know is that the use and abuse of things will reveal the true nature of man's heart. It doesn't matter whether a person is a believer or an unbeliever; he, the nature of his heart will be revealed by how he uses or abused money and power so that believers even may struggle about the stewardship of material things, the abundance of material things. The warning of the Lord Jesus Christ in Luke chapter 12 is that let's be watchful that we should not be We shouldn't be accumulating riches because life does not consist on the things that we possess. Positions and power are appealing to the flesh. That's why we must be very watchful. Yes, money and, and other material things in this world could be neutral, but it has the potential to really corrupt our hearts because with it, our power is the power you know money had the buying power money can influence money when in fact the love of money is the root of evil because out of the money people try to abuse and use it for their own selfish ends thus has warned us as believers he warned us in first John chapter 2 verse 15 to 17 Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh and the desires of the eyes, and the pride of life is not from the Father, but is from the world. And the world is passing away along with its desires. But whoever does the will of God abides forever. Well, people who might might be arrogant and pride themselves because of their money and positions in this world, they will not last long. Most of the people who are, who, who are marked with money and they pride themselves with money, they are, you know, so many dictators have gone, but where are they now? They are already by word because according to the Lord Jesus Christ, Life does not consist of the things that we possess. And even Paul, or not Paul, John here, said, The world is passing away along with its desires, but whoever does the will of God abides forever. Paul also had uh, mentioned that the pursuit of power and material possessions leads us to snare. According to him, in 1 Timothy chapter 6 verse 9, those who desire to be rich fall into temptation, into a into many senseless and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evils. It is through this craving that some have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many pants. So let's let's be careful that we do not lay treasures where move. And rust will corrupt, even thieves will steal. Because the riches in this world will not last. The love of money is the root of all evil. And just like King Ahasuerus or King searches, this is the natural propensity or tendency of the world. Because we cannot ex- we cannot expect people who don't love the Lord, people who don't know the Lord, to behave otherwise, except that they will pride themselves with their positions, with their money, their achievements of life. But our only source of pride is the Lord Jesus Christ as Christians. For us, what God has done at the cross, what Jesus has done by sacrificing himself on the cross, he died, he was buried, and he rose again. That is the only glory we can really see. That's why you can say with Paul in Galatians 6:14, but God forbid that I should glory, save in the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ, by whom the world is crucified unto me and I unto the world. May God bless us. Father, we pray that as we start this series in the book of Easter, you continue to open our hearts and our minds us order to learn, learn the principle that you are the God of the sovereign that in the context of a pagan king, kingdom or empire you are sovereign you orchestrated everything because it's not about what people kingdoms earthly kingdoms of power will do, that matters. But everything is in your hands, Lord. You are always in control. You are sovereign. And even when we see this story about King Aswira, we lament, Lord, that people in this world uh, are just focusing on these things. And even forgetting and despising that you are true and they reject you just because they love riches more than anything else. Lord forbid it to happen for us who who know and believe you, who love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. <laughs>